You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. And welcome to Sunday Coffee. Sunday Coffee following the Bulldogs winning two of three this weekend against the Auburn Tigers. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Startville recording the show on Saturday night, late night. Of course, we've got Easter tomorrow morning, and that's when this will be released. And three to two win for Auburn to salvage a game of the three-game series. So State wins two out of three this weekend. Charlie's got the music out this morning. I mean, this is your playlist, right? You know, I was never a huge Meatloaf fan, but that's just a great song. It is a good song. Wasn't he from Dallas? Wasn't Meatloaf yeah, from Dallas? Yeah, born in Dallas. Born in Dallas. You know, it was interesting when when he he died recently, past couple months, he gone. And he, um, when he grew up, he was a big football player in high school. And so it was kind of interesting that I've heard a, a radio interview with him that they did about a, a year or two ago, and his friends called him ML. That was his that was his first two initials of his name. It was ML, and his buddies called him ML. But he stepped on a coach's foot in high school, and they called him Meatloaf. And he said, "Get your Meatloaf foot off of me, or something." Well, he weighed two hundred and forty pounds in seventh grade, which kind of contributes to nicknames like that. You know, he was a vegetarian for about eleven years or so. Meatloaf was a vegetarian. Yeah, how about that? There's some contradiction. Went vegan for a while. Did he really? Yeah, so. I had a vegan sloppy joe the other day, and it may have been one of the top five worst things I've ever eaten in my life. I was going to say, if you were about to turn that around and say, and I loved it. You know, I've got a meal plan, and they do such a great job at the Fresh Market on campus. The Fresh Market, the Perry Cafeteria. I used to go to the Perry Cafeteria all the time. And I walk in. So when you say you have a meal plan, you don't mean that you went to a dietitian. No, they structured your eating habits. What you're saying is you got a punch card that you can go to the cafeteria. Yeah, it's all. I mean, I can eat eight, you know, eight pieces of cake if I want to. Okay, I mean, I can eat whatever I want to. I don't do that. I I don't do that. You go to Perry or Fresh Foods. I go to Fresh Foods. Um, Sometimes you know that's the old where the old tennis courts used to be. Yeah. Back when we were in college, and the other day it had uh, vegetarian. Sloppy Joe. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you know, I haven't had a good Sloppy Joe in a long time. And you still haven't had a good <laughs> no, Sloppy Joe in a long time. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try this. And every time I go to, you know, I think about a Sloppy Joe, I think about Adam Sandler on Saturday Night Live. You know, Sloppy Joe. You know, you know that song? I you don't. Know, the Lunch Lady Land? You know, I kind of tuned out on Saturday Night Live pretty early. Well, I mean, Sandler came along and it was actually pretty good. So... Anyway, I got a vegetarian sloppy Joe. It was um, the the fantastic ladies that work in there and that uh, that cook the great food. It's just it was just not for me. You know, the lady at Perry back when we were in college, Ms. she was a legend, Miss Rosalind. You better have it together when you came to her, man. Okay, so she she worked the the, the flat iron. Okay, yes, she did. And so she could cook you, I mean, anything you wanted. 
a breakfast burrito. She would, I mean, hash browns, made to order eggs, and then at lunch it was the cheesesteaks, okay? And so I go in the cafeteria like a couple years ago, and I hardly ever go to Perry, and she was in there. And, of course, they don't have that serving line, but she was back there. And I walk up, and I see her, and I'm like, my goodness, because I got her to smile when I was in college. And I always thought that was like the greatest thing. We'd always try to smile because let me tell you something. As you said, you better know what you wanted. And I saw her, and I walked up, and I said, Miss, Miss Roslyn. And, she, and I was like, you don't know me, and I know this is going to sound very weird, but can I take my picture with you? And she said, yeah, absolutely. So I took a picture, and I tweeted it. And, man, you wouldn't believe. And everybody was talking, to, said the same thing. That lady could flat, and she could flat out cook. And so, yeah, that was a big that was a big part of college for me, man. Was going in there getting breakfast with Miss Roslyn and those cheesesteaks and oh, quesadillas yeah. at lunch. Quesadillas, yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah, so you know, last week we solicited input. I think on a two out of three, that's it. I mean, how does it get better than meatloaf? So, hey, two out of three. Um, you know, here's the thing: we could have lost two out of three as easy as we wanted. Yeah, and I think you could say the same thing about the Alabama series. Um, and that's the thing about, you know, the SEC, especially this year. I mean, Auburn's getting on the bus and heading back to Auburn, sitting there saying, man, we should have won two out of three. And, you know, we're sitting here saying, man, man we should have swept. We should have swept. And so it's just, man, such a fine line. This league is weird. The league is weird this year. I think college baseball is weird this year. You know, you look at Florida State, who two weeks ago was like ranked number five or six, and then they just fell off the wagon. And then this past weekend, they get a huge sweep against Louisville. You look at Notre Dame, who's a top five team. They get swept this weekend by Duke. It's just all over. Well, and you look at LSU, comes in. It's pretty good last week. They go get swept. Hey, look, Ole Miss was number one in the country by some rating services, and – they now are tied for the worst league record. They lose two out of three on the road at South Carolina. You look at Texas, who's always the media darling, preseason number one team in the country. Kendall Rogers tweets about them every day. And they lost two out of three this weekend to Kansas State, and Kendall's still tweeting about them. I, mean, I like Kendall. Subscriber. Yeah, just get that big subscription base in there. So, hey, boy, we got big two weeks coming up. Big two weeks coming up now. Now you go to Ole Miss. Now you go to Missouri. We said when the season started, Charlie, you look back that, you know, we thought that these two weekends against LSU and Auburn were going to be the the pivot point. And if you could make it out four and two in that. And the middle innings, you know, we're calling a game earlier today, and I'm sitting there going, you know, State holds on and wins this thing. Then all of a sudden you're three and three in the two game, you know, two weekend series. You're not that far off, and, man, all of a sudden. But I, it was a big swing to lose the game, game three. Now you, like like we talked about early in the week, you can't get greedy and say, man, we got a sweep. Winning two out of three was good. And, hey, going back to the point, kid from Auburn, the left fielder, takes a perfect throw to throw out Matt Quarter to play. And he, he gave you a perfect throw. Yeah, he did. And I want to go back and look because when when you get thrown out the plate, What's your first reaction? Didn't get a good jump. We didn't either get a good jump or you shouldn't have sent him. or You always have that something you want to say, right, even when you haven't really seen it. My thought was that maybe we didn't get a good jump. But, hey, look, man, it goes back to think one more foot of secondary lead and you score. But maybe he was maxed out already. You just 
you don't know where you are right there. Um, and so I'll have to go back and look. I don't know. I can't blame anybody. Hey, th- I'm going to get off on a little topic here real quick, Bart, because I've gotten a number of messages about why isn't Jess Davis in the game right there? I have two observations about that. Was he on the 27? That's observation number one. So a team, each team in the SEC, particularly when you were at home, you can dress out 35 guys, but only 27 can play in a weekend. And those 27 are already designated. Basically what you're just letting a home team do is dress out some extra guys. Let them have the experience of being in the dugout. And so I don't know whether he was on the 27, because here's the thing. All we can tell is who is on the 35. I mean, there's nothing that is given to us or to anybody else to designate who those guys are. Yeah, I mean, because when they come out to pull the tarp in the game on you know, Friday, you know, you see some guys who you know are not on the 27, but are on the 35. And I, I kind of wish, and I know it may defeat the purpose in asking this, if, if you have to designate. Because we don't even know who's active. You know, we're calling a game Friday and Saturday. And so, you know, we could, you know, we could pontificate up there, oh, hey, there's Jess Davis down in the dugout. Why don't you pinch it Jess Davis? But we don't get that information either. And the other thing is this staff is pretty tight-lipped about injuries. They are. Um, you know, R.J. Yeager took the, the ball off the wrist in the second game. I actually thought it may have affected him a little bit in game three. He didn't really have – and I know you say wrist – Hey, sometimes when you're not 100% in one area, because that ball that got under his glove in the seventh inning, you know, R.J. has made that play all year long. And so are you worried about going down on that wrist and stretching it out? And, you know, we committed two errors that were big in in the game, in game three. Um, I think it goes back to the point. And, of course, we're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Start. We'll don't want to get away from it before we talk about Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at Favorites. Dot com agents in all 82 counties great customer service whether it be home life auto whatever your insurance needs are go by and see our great friends at farm bureau and of course this is sunday coffee brought to you by our good friends at strange brew coffee house strange brew with three locations they've got the brupolo and tupelo the original location on spring street and highway 12 here in startville and then in university drive downtown in startville and so Go by our, and see our good friend Shane and all the the great fine folks at Strange Brew, also with Cold Stone Creamery as well, right there on the corner. It's about to be ice cream season for you here in uh, Startville, and so I'll uh, I'll have my big tall boy first thing in the morning. As we said, recording this show on Saturday night, getting ready for Easter morning tomorrow morning. Uh, Charlie, just looking at it, you know, macro. I thought we pitched it well enough this weekend. Yeah. You know, look, the only time you really got in trouble overall, look, you got beat three to two. I mean, come on, let's let's cut the staff a little slack back there. And then you go in, Preston Johnson gets four runs put on him. But that's – if ever there was a situation where numbers don't tell the story, that was one of them. I thought our starting pitching was good this weekend. Brandon Smith – was good in, the, in his first start on Thursday and, and, and got you to the latter innings. We burned some guys on Friday night. I thought, let me ask you this question. Did we lose the game in game three because we had to use Casey Hunt in game two? 
I mean, wow. that's in the weeds. That's getting in the no, weeds. Oh, that's a great point. And so it goes back to why did we send Preston Johnson back out up 9-1 over 100 pitches? We were trying to steal three more outs. Yes. And then what you wanted to do was no put problem Drew Talley in a spot where you just just get three somehow, some way. And you have to go to KC Hunt. If he's there today, how much is that game different? Hmm. And I know there's, you know, people may want to pile on. And, you know, I, I go keep going back to the point. You know, this team to be successful is going to have to have Jackson Fristo. It's going to have to have Jackson Fristo. Well, here's the bottom and line. He, Even – and and I'm a I like Jackson Fristo, even if I didn't. Your choices out of the bullpen today were Fristo, Khan, Tuller, Tepper, and Walker. Yeah. That's that's all you had. And it goes back, I mean, you know, Jackson, you know, on a one two pitch, just let one get away from him. You know, it's like you know, it's like that golfer. You know, those, those three strokes are great, man. But then all of a sudden, you you have the shank and and just let that fastball get away from him on the one and two, and he just had a tough time kind of recovering from that. You know, and then Pico was was okay. Had the errors behind him. We gave up some hits. Pico gave us gave up some hits. We don't have anybody just that shut down person. And that's just that's just who you are. And if that's going to be if, if that's your identity on the mound, in which I think, you know, for all intents and purposes, yeah, you start looking at walks and hit batsmen. We put eight guys on base today. I didn't think it was an over-exaggeration. Kate Smith kind of worked around that. But um, I think you just have to score more than two runs. Hey, think about this on KC Hunt as well. He pitched both before and after a rain delay yesterday, if I remember correctly. He did. And I think that harms your ability to bounce back and come back on a second day. Tough to look on a guy who's battled injury. I don't think you're going to bring him back two days in a row anyway. But if you're even thinking about it, it's not like he threw four pitches in a five minute span, right? All right. So let me ask you this question. Hey, you know, we we did catch a break because KC was able to come back after the rain delay because you know who else was down there? Cade Smith. Cade Smith was down there last night. You know, and all of a sudden that game gets tight, and you may have to bring Kate in because if you were looking at the forecast for Sunday or for Saturday, yesterday on Friday, you're looking at today's forecast, you would have to say there was probably a 10% chance you play the game. Oh, when I was sitting here this morning reading email, I didn't expect to play today. I mean, I'm going to sit over at the football stadium with a spring game that never happens and say, man, we're not playing baseball today. What did they do with the spring game? I I was totally out on that. Uh, <laughs> they came out and warmed up for like 10 minutes, okay? And so Neil and Matt were in the booth, and then me and Jay were down underneath at the gridiron, all right? And so we were going to do a pregame from 1030 to 1130, and they were actually going to start practicing. There was going to be just a scrimmage like a normal practice. And – about from 10.30 to 11.30, we were going to do pregame. They're going to start actual action at 11.30. And about 11 o'clock, a bunch of guys started going out, warming up. Man, had a bunch of former players back. I mean, just a ton of former players back. Had a bunch of recruits in. Of course, it's spring game, quote, unquote, spring game. And then, man, a big old strike of lightning hit. And then it started raining hard. And then everybody sat there. All right, are we going to start it? We're going to start it. Anyway, we talked for two and a half hours on the radio without a single play being run. I do know that. Of course, as you know, with 
with us, we can run our mouths. Yeah, but in a sport that's not in season, that certainly adds to the difficulty. But I will say this. Okay, so I interviewed Porkchop Womack, and I interviewed Rocky came down there, and I made fun of his music. And then Jeffrey Simmons and Tyree Phillips came down and talked to both of those guys. And I'll say this, man, and I said this on the air today. I thought those two guys – I remember Jeffrey coming in as a freshman and sitting down and, and talking to Jeffrey Simmons, who – you know, I saw Jeffrey play in junior high football at Knoxville County. Unbelievable player. And, and Jeffrey, I remember him coming in. He was an imposing figure, but he was show, so – timid and shy and you know was just scared to death to, to talk to anybody to do an interview and today he sat there man and he and Tyree Phillips smiling laughing and it's amazing to see those guys now and about you know what they've grown into I mean just just great people and two of the I mean you start thinking about it, that's what we're talking about today and I know I'm getting off on a tangent but you got Jeffrey Simmons of Macon Mississippi You've got Chris Jones from Houston, Mississippi. You've got Tyree Phillips from Grenada, Mississippi. You've got, you know, Elton Jenkins from Clarksdale. You you go down the road and you've got, you know, great, you know, great player Fletcher Cox from, you know, Yazoo City. Willie Bla- uh, Willie Gay from here in Startville. Charles Cross is about to make a ton of money from Laurel. And all these kids growing up in, you know, small town Mississippi and some of the best players in the world. And Well, that's the thing if you ever get to talk to Tony Hughes. Tony Hughes can basically tell you, you just start throwing a town name and he'll tell you who it was. I mean, oh, man. He knows that every little town has has their guy. It wasn't Jerry Rice in town last weekend? Yeah, sure was. Yeah, I saw a couple people take pictures with Jerry Rice last week. He comes back every now and then, of course, from just down the road. Did I ever tell you that I saw Mississippi Valley State in 1984? Did you really? With Jerry Rice. So I was in seventh grade, and now we're just getting way off baseball, but I'll circle back. I became enamored. Everybody talks about the spread and all this, but Archie Cooley at Valley was way ahead of the game. They were going five wide, four wide. The running back would get 10 carries and 130 yards rushing a game. But so I was just blown away by these numbers they were putting up. And I taught my parents. We went down to Jackson, watched Alcorn State and Valley State. They were That was the one where it was 60-something thousand people yeah. there. And, yeah, so Jerry Rice saw him in 1984. You know, they were so far ahead of their time because they were going no huddle. They were in just Really tight, man. So, in any event, hey, um, while we're off of Mississippi State baseball one second, back to college baseball, but a different group. Tony Vitello. Ooh-wee. He's going to have some splaining to do. Um, So, if you didn't see this, first inning, he goes out and – After Alabama wins last night. And he, well, he starts to argue with Jeffrey Macius, the umpire, third base umpire in the ball game. But then he chest bumps him, and Macius kind of sold it a little bit. I mean, he <laughs> he gave a, a good Mario Austin flop on it. But I mean, he barreled him up in his chest now. No, no, he yeah, he did. But he's he's in a mess, and that guy's a hothead, man. He is. And that may be the reason that you see, you know, last year with some openings in some big-time programs that, that Tony Vitello didn't get the job and ends up staying at Tennessee. Now, I know they invested some more money in that program, but, I mean, that's not a – and, then, hey, I will say this too, okay? So, you look at the game earlier today, okay? The pitching coach for, for Tennessee was tossed, and then Vitello comes out. Dolander got hit 
with a line drive, all right, in the arm. And then the pitching coach comes out. He's yelling to home plate umpire. And then all of a sudden he gets tossed out. And then here comes Fatello out. And he's, you know, chest bumps and he gets thrown out. And then later in the game, you know, you've got Matt Rada, who's the first base coach for Alabama, looking in the Tennessee dugout, running his mouth. And he gets tossed out of the game. You know, when Anderson got thrown out in the first inning, the pitching coach, he was yelling to the Alabama dugout. And so you had both teams yelling at each other's dugout. And I know, you know, Brad Bohannon in Alabama, they like to yak a little bit too over there. And so I think this weekend was just kind of a recipe for disaster for everything involved. Now, here's what I think, all right? I, I do think it um, – and I don't, you know, I don't know how you curtail this, but about 10 years ago there were about two teams that really ran their mouths a ton in the dugout, a little rah-rah stuff, little softball cheers and stuff. Not that bad, but getting close. And now you've got several teams who have taken heart to that. You know, we saw it with Texas Tech down in Biloxi. They they like to run their mouths a good bit. Yeah, they did. And I think I think man, they've almost let it get out of hand with with the junk coming from the dugout. And so anyway, well, you, of course, we can't talk about junk coming from the dugout without mentioning our friends down at Tulane. Well, and and so I I get it. They're not in the league, but they are. They're on the cutting edge of talking out of the dugout. I think my big thing, though, is I think if I'm a home plate umpire, what I'm saying to the coaches is if you got something to say, you say it to me. I'm not going to have you guys yelling back and forth at each other. You know, talk to me. Yeah. That's how it works in a courtroom. You know, <laughs> at the courtroom, you talk to the judge. You don't You don't start pointing your questions at the other attorney. So you've never gone after another attorney? No, you're being – you just like I would be if I were a home plate umpire, I would get the situation back under control. We wouldn't be having that because we'd know who was in charge. Now, admittedly, I'd be a terrible umpire, terrible, but that's why I don't do it. Yeah. Well, my self-analysis doesn't stop some other people who would be terrible at doing from doing it. Hey, the other thing, quick baseball note that I saw yesterday. So the Angels were playing the Rangers. Did you see this? Well, they walk the guy with the bases loaded? Yes, Corey Seager comes up, and they intentionally walk him with the bases loaded. So instead of letting him hit, they're giving up the run. And then the pitcher balks a run in. <laughs> that's poetic that's just justice. classic. That's poetic justice. All right, so, you know, we, we went to it. Auburn had been playing well. And you start looking, you know, around the league and how that – and we'll talk more about the league on our Monday show. They and, lost two series, by the way. Think about this for Auburn. They lose to Ole Miss, two out of three at home. They come over here, lose two out of three. But they won series against Vanderbilt, LSU, and Texas A&M. On the road at Texas A&M and on the road at LSU. It's a weird year. It is a weird year. And so, uh, once again, thanks to our great friends at Tracks Plus, Tracks Plus with four locations, Daniel Bounds and Fred Fulton, the great guys over in uh, Columbus, and then you got Ken Crosby down at Hickory, Mississippi, Gresh Howell in Summit, Mississippi, and then our good friend Hoop Weems down in Alexandria, Louisiana. They've got uh, great barco equipment. If you're cutting down a bunch of logs and you uh, want to clear some, some wooded areas, and then you know, the Denny Seamoff uh, head, mulching headers, uh, mulching heads that go on those barco big old 
skid steers and whatnot. Saney excavators, mini excavators, and once again, Massey Ferguson. We talked to Butch Thompson the other night. He was talking about that old Massey Ferguson. Literally almost killed me one day out there on his property. And so Massey Ferguson uh, being sold now, but Tracks Plus in Hickory, Summit, and Alexandria, Louisiana. So go by and see our great friends at Tracks Plus. It just means more. It means more to them because they're a small company. Still a small company. They're getting bigger. And they, uh, they appreciate any sale, any business, but their customer, customer service is absolutely fantastic. Charlie, looking back at, at game three, and I know it's easier to, to harp on losses, but, you know, you kind of look from an offensive standpoint. We had the two home runs in the second inning. That home run by Hunter Hines in the second with the wind blowing in was oh, just an boy. absolute massive home run. And then Kellum Clark goes the other way, lines the ball out to left center field. And all of a sudden against Gonzalez, you're sitting there going, okay, second inning, we're kind of getting to this guy. And then in the middle innings, we kind of allowed him to get in a, in a good routine. We gave uh, we had a two-out two double in the fourth inning by – you know, Kellum Clark going down the line, but you know, really didn't threaten just a ton. Had a runner at third base when the inning ended in the seventh inning, but uh, just really could not put a whole lot together. Well, and yeah, how about this? It was one of these games that has to be frustrating for either team. Auburn runners in scoring position was two for eighteen. Yeah. Now here's the thing about us: one for five. What, what's that tell you? One. 200 is not a great average there, but you only had five attempts. Well, and the one, you had a guy thrown out to play. Yeah. I mean, the one is the last one. Yes, you don't score off of off that one hit. Okay, all right, so now we go back to the point. You know, we had a time last weekend against LSU where, you know, we had five hits in a game and we didn't score from second base on four of those. And so you get a guy thrown out to play – you know, earlier today, and that was one of the things about last year's team. We we were much more aggressive on the bases, and this is hey, I mean, if, hey, we got Hancock thrown out at third today. Got Hancock thrown out at third today, trying to go first to third. Um, I thought that ball, by the way, on a normal day, I would say no way you're making the turn and going. My thought though, and you mentioned this as we were coming on the air, when it's been raining, a lot of times that ball just kind of. Checks Dies. up out there. And it skipped to him. It skipped to the right fielder who made a good throw. Um, if I'm cheese on that last play, you're absolutely, no doubt, hands down, 185% sending Matt Quarter to the ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that guy had to make a perfect throw. He did. He did. That's If we went out there with a bucket of fungos and a line of runners at second base. And told him to do it 100 times. What's he going to do it, five? Yeah. I mean, it's not much. It's yeah. just one of those one of those weird things that happens in baseball, and that's why, you know, we forget the times those go our way. You know, because if we go back to the Thursday night game, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Scored two runs with no hit, no hits in the ninth inning. Yeah, I mean. Against a really good closer. So, I mean, it, it all kind of evens out with, you know, with the baseball gods, as they say. Um, so, looking back – I think you have to say it was a successful weekend, winning two out of three. Um, Auburn is not a great team. They're a team that's good enough to win a regional. All right, midway point of the SEC, you're sitting at six and nine, right? Mm -hmm. And you're essentially playing for Hoover. Yeah. And the next two weeks are going to tell the story. And so how about next weekend? Ole Miss, 
you know, three weeks ago, the number one team in the country. And right now they're in last place in the West. This is not me taking a knock at Ole Miss at all because they're five and ten in league play. They're, you know, one game behind us. And so it's always a big series when we play Ole Miss. And it's going to ratchet up a little bit more next week. Next week is big. big. So you got four straight games against Ole Miss. So we play Jackson State on Tuesday night here. And are you doing that game with me? I am. Okay. I believe. All right. So that's Tuesday. And then you got four in a row against Ole Miss. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, next weekend. And then the Tuesday night game down in Pearl. And then you go to Columbia, Missouri. And, hey, Missouri won two out of three against Kentucky this weekend. So these next two weeks – are going to be really, really big. i tell you who else it's really big for. It's big for Mike Bianco. Mm, uh, yeah. But look, I mean, let's just – I'm not piling on the guy. I think he's a good coach. But a Mississippi State sweep in Oxford. Oh, yeah, that's going be good. You know, they're – and I've got a lot of friends who are really diehard. I shouldn't say a lot. You have friends? I have some friends some of whom are Ole Miss baseball fans. But, boy, those guys are – they're tough to console right now. They are. Um, well, anyway, hey, uh, Sunday coffee this week. Like I said, we, we're getting here on Saturday night after you know, seeing State uh, win two out of three this weekend, beating three to two in the final game. Of course, we won seven to six on Thursday, and then you know, Friday a, a nine to five game. And so, losing today three to two to Auburn and winning two out of three this weekend, and, and like we said, nobody's extremely excited. I mean, Auburn's sitting there thinking they should win two out of three. We're sitting there saying we should sweep, and so. Hey, I'll give you a bright spot. We found somebody else who can bunt. How about that? Look, and I'm not making light of that. Um, Aaron Downs came off the bench, pinch hit, and gets the bunt down. I, and it was a beautiful bunt, in. That's not always been a given with us. And I will say this, too. Looking back from a macro standpoint at Chris Lamontis this weekend, we're putting Cameron James out in center field, slate off for drawing the start at third, and, you know, just doing some moving around, settling on Forsyth at shortstop. You know, it's it goes back to what we've been talking about, Charlie. You know, we're just not trotting the same nine out there. We're trying to make things happen. It's like somebody – was talking to leaving the stadium today, and they, it was kind of like, well, that doesn't work. We need to do something differently. What? Yeah. I mean, we, we're doing all we can. And, and the problem is it's it saying I want to do something different isn't an answer. Saying I want to do something specific is. You know, different's hard to come by. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I just like – it's like pitching. I just gave you your options. Who would you have gone to differently? Yeah. Are you lobbying for in-season trades? <laughs> Check the waiver wire. <laughs> no, it's just, look, man, some years it goes your way, some years it doesn't. This is just one of those years where everything that could go wrong. Kind of has gone wrong. I mean, look, we could be down. I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but let's see how many pitchers we're down for this whole thing's over. Yeah. Just, hey, sometimes it's an anomaly. You know, anyway. Hey, enjoyed it as always. Uh, great to see you here on a Sunday coffee on a Saturday night. We'll release this out on Sunday morning. Hope you and your family have a great uh, great day off, great day away, and and then uh, we get ready to do it for another week. 
So are you going to make the family, like, get all dressed up tomorrow and do the pictures? I don't know how much pictures we'll do. I'm not a I mean, my, hey, my, I mean, my, my wife loves pictures. Loves pictures. So I'm sure, we, yeah, we'll do pictures somewhere in some pastel colors. You going to have, like, a seersucker on? No, I don't do the seersucker on Easter Day. I'll, I'll come back with seersucker later in the year. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to be like everybody else. I got you. No, so, yeah. Do you have a seersucker suit? I do not. Never have. Okay. that That is somewhat surprising. Never have. Is that – do you think that's a knock, me thinking you do have a seersucker suit? No, I'm – Are you a bow tie? Have you ever worn a bow tie? Have I ever worn a bow tie? Yeah, sure. You have? Not over the age of 22. I've never worn a bow tie. I wore, you know, college a few events kind of thing. Got married in a bow tie. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I've worn a bow tie there, but it was like a pre-tied tie. You know, I'm talking about like a tie and a bow tie. Oh, I can tie a bow tie. Really? Oh, yeah. No no problem at all. Well, dang gum, put that on the resume. Yeah, put that on my montage. Yeah, stitch that in the throw pillow and put it on the <laughs> bed. I could tie a bow tie. All right, hey, enjoyed it. Uh, State wins two out of three this weekend. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us on Sunday Coffee. And so we'll be back on Monday evening. We'll have our Monday show for you. We'll take a look around the SEC, kind of get you set for the following week. And then we'll be back in the midweek this coming week, State playing Ole Miss in a three-game series up in Oxford, and then we'll do it all again next weekend. Have the Tracks Plus Deep Dig. We'll have a Sunday coffee. Have it all for you here on baseball season. Enjoyed it this weekend. Man, I tell you what, Charlie, and I hate to, you know, I'm trying to get out of here real quick, but I go back to what you and I and then Matt White sometime, what we get to do, and it's still amazing to me when you see the big crowd at the ballpark and you're sitting in the booth broadcasting Mississippi State baseball. It's pretty cool. I'm telling you, it's really, really cool. And No, and that's not lost on me either. Man, I'm telling you. And then walking around the ballpark, it's, you know, Friday and Saturday, being out there, you know, in the lounge on Thursday and have so many people walking up talking about the podcast, talking about the broadcast. And you know, I'm, it's a heartfelt thank you. I mean, it really is about the, all the comments that we get. And so, anyway, we appreciate you guys and your support on the podcast. Once again, go to, uh, you know, go and rate us. Go and uh, give us that big five star if you'd like to. Um, but uh, anyway. Or don't rate us or if don't, you don't like. If you don't like us, don't rate us. And, hey, but we are genuinely, genuinely appreciative and um, we're, we're lucky guys to get to be able to do what we do. And so it's it's a, it's an awesome experience for us. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Once again, thanks to our great sponsors, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Sunday Coffee, of course, presented by Strange Brew Coffee House, the three locations, two in Startwell, one in Tupelo. Our good friends at Tracks Plus, Tracks Plus with four locations, three in the state of Mississippi. And then our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com. Com. Got a nice message from Mo Griffin the other night. Got a really good, nice, nice Very message. Very nice, him. And um, so Mo and all those great guys at Bank First and great customer service, just good people at Bank First. For any of your lending questions or needs, go to bankfirstfs.com. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.